You think you've got issues? Hi, I'm Dr. Laurie Appel. Welcome to my podcast, where we will be talking about a variety of mental health issues, because, you know, we've all got issues. Now, today, what is on my mind, and this is a special edition, is what is on everybody's mind. And of course, that is dealing with COVID-19. Just how are we going to get through this very, very trying time? I mean, I keep saying to myself, this too shall pass, and we'll get through this. But then I think, for how long? And how bad is it going to get? And the uncertainty of just how long and how bad it may get can be pretty overwhelming at times. And in my interactions with patients through teletherapy and the general public, my circle of friends and family, I hear a huge range of emotions about the situation. And while everybody has a different perspective or opinion on how we should be handling things, I think the one thing that we can all agree on is that this has become a logistical, financial, health, and emotional nightmare for all of us. And on top of this, we are watching our children, our friends, our coworkers suffer, and we are worrying about those that we know or even people that we don't know who are sick. And on top of that, we're limited in how much we can all support each other when we have to practice social distancing. So we are cooped up, scared, frustrated, and facing the uncertainty of knowing when this will all end. And as of today, what we know is is that it will invariably get worse before it gets better. So in the face of all this, how do we cope? What do we do? For today's podcast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down how we cope into the different areas that I have seen people struggle with the most. So first, let's talk a little bit about health anxiety. Whenever there has been a medical crisis going on, whether it was SARS or the swine flu, a lot of the people that I know, many of my clients start to panic about possible symptoms. And they, they would start to kind of over-focus on what's happening in their body. I mean, I know that for me right now, every allergy-related sneeze or cough sends my mind spiraling to thoughts of, well, you know. And every time someone around me sneezes or coughs, I, I pretty much have the urge to douse myself in Lysol spray. And we can pretty much talk ourselves into any bodily symptom. For example, I have kind of a mild phobia about throwing up. So if anyone around me mentions that they've had a stomach bug, I kind of start to focus on my bodily sensations. Like, do I feel a little bit nauseous? Is my stomach a little bit sour? Before I know it, I am definitely showing signs of a stomach bug. Now, almost every single time, nothing happens, and I'm fine an hour later, but we can all get caught up in imagining the worst when it comes to our health. So how do we stop this downward spiral of imagining the worst while also being mindful of taking care of ourselves if something is truly wrong? I think the key here is to pause. Just pause. Do something else that fully takes up the space in your head, a brisk walk, a truly engaging TV show, a computer game, something that will literally redirect your brain. Then after this pause, if you're still experiencing symptoms, discuss it with a friend or family member. They may have a less emotional and more rational perspective. 
Also, try to reflect on what your basic beliefs about your health are. And by that, I mean, you know, are you someone who's always assuming the worst medically? If so, be aware of that. However, if you're kind of chill about medical stuff, then you may want to take your present concerns a little more seriously. Now, after all of that action and self-reflection, you are still worried, especially if you have one of the red flag symptoms like a fever, then please, obviously, call your county and find out where to go to be tested. Now, the second anxiety a lot of people having are having is financial. And this is really tough. Some people rely on tips, commissions, or sales for their income, or provide services that they may be unable to provide at this time. So for these folks especially, an unemployment check won't begin to make up for the lost income. And even for those who are still working, hours may be cut, business may be slow, or even temporarily shut down. So this is a realistic kind of worry. So how do we manage a realistic worry? And I think here, action rather than pausing is the best strategy. So even though you may feel defeated and even paralyzed with anxiety about finances, pausing or doing nothing and just waiting it out may not be the best strategy. Instead, try to start to problem solve. Call your landlord, your mortgage company, your credit card company, your loan holders, and ask student loans and ask for forbearance. Check with local food banks or with your township or community to see what help they may have in terms of basic supplies and needs. Find ways, creative ways to kind of make more money like selling your crap online. And fill out the paperwork for unemployment, for grants, for forbearances now. And I realize that paperwork is a hassle and no one likes doing it. But the longer you wait, the worse you're going to feel. Author Karen Lamb has a saying I like, a year from now, you may wish you had started today. Now, today, I would phrase it a little more urgently. A week from now, you may wish that you had started today. Procrastinating during normal times is a habit for many, a habit based actually on the false belief that you're going to feel more like doing something later than you will right now. This is kind of unlikely. I mean, you may actually never feel like washing your windows. But here's a key. You'll feel better once the task is done. And in this time of financial uncertainty, quick action to problem solve may make you feel less helpless and vulnerable. Action toward getting your finances under control, and I'm not talking about impulsive decisions here, but direct action to try to forestall some of those bills, to get some grants, to get some grace period here may make you feel more empowered and it will direct that anxious energy towards something constructive while inaction may make you feel more anxious and depressed. I think though that probably the most anxiety provoking aspect of this COVID crisis is the uncertainty. We've all been in situations where we know that there was going to be some pain involved. But managing that pain is not undoable when we can foresee the end in sight, like contractions during childbirth or a needle or even holding a plank for 30 more seconds. We can kind of count it down, but this is very different. We have no idea when things will get better. And we can 
guesstimate that things will definitely get worse before they actually get any better. So how do we cope with this uncertainty? And I think that this is kind of different for everyone and you need to figure out what works for you. For example, some people like to manage things in small chunks. That is, I'm only going to think ahead for the next two weeks. I mean, I can take this for the next two weeks or I can take this for the month of April. Then I'm going to reassess. For other folks, it's kind of just a day-by-day thing. I'm just going to handle what needs to be handled today and focus on the present. I'm not even going to think about the future. I'm just going to think about today. And then for other people, really just settling in and looking farther into the future works. Kind of like, okay, this is going to suck till summer at least, so I'm just going to settle in for it. Figure out the mindset that works for you and make it your mantra. The other aspect of this uncertainty is that we just don't know how bad it's going to get. And if we're watching the news, we are hearing that it is going to get worse and worse. And we are hearing this news without a whole lot of perspective because the reality is is that the news focuses on the outliers and not on the norm. And also when we hear things about the increases, we're not hearing about, we're only hearing that it's increasing. We're not putting that, well, 600 cases were diagnosed in reference point to actually how many people there are in that particular community. So how small that number may be in comparison. We're only hearing the increases and the outliers. And this focus can really send us spiraling into overwhelming anxiety And it can pretty much ruin our days and or cause us to lose sleep at night. So how do we manage that kind of escalating panic whenever we turn on the TV or radio? My advice is to take breaks from it. Turn off the news. Listen to music. Watch some funny TV or a good movie. Go for a walk listen to a really good podcast. I mean, I'm obsessed with podcasts lately, and I'm a true crime or intrigue fan. So podcasts like Dr. Death or The Dropout or uh, Expletive Town, I'm not going to say that because I don't want a different rating on my podcast, or To Live and Die in LA. I mean, these are truly gripping stories, and they get me thinking about things other than the present circumstances. And by the way, it's not just the news. I mean, in general, Limit the technology and the social media that is only going to serve to get you either more mad or more worried. I mean, watch Instagram posts of golden retriever puppies doing cute stuff instead. Most importantly, get support from the people who are going to make you feel calmer and not freaked out. We all have those people in our lives that can be a really reassurance, reassuring and calm presence and other people that can get us all worked up. So try to limit the contact with those people that get you worked up, or at least avoid talking about COVID with them. Now, finally, many of us are truly getting really depressed right now, and this is completely understandable. There is a lot of grief that we are experiencing, and we need to acknowledge that grief, both for the practical stuff that we are missing or the stuff that we have planned and will miss as well as the kind of existential grief we may be feeling for the world. So just know that you are most certainly not alone in your feelings. We are all feeling upset and worried and a little bit crazy right now. You are reacting normally to an abnormal situation. 
but it's important to try to manage these feelings before they really get the best of you. I mean, remember, this world has been around for a very long time, and we've gotten through some pretty bad situations, and we will all get through this. As my very dear friend and fellow psychologist Rachel said to me when I was turning to her for support, we will get through this because we have no choice. Now remind yourself that even though you can't see it right now, there will eventually be a light at the end of the tunnel. Hard as it may be right now, try to put some structure into your day if you don't have it because you're not working from home. Still try to get up, go to bed at the same time, find projects to do, map your day out. And then regardless of your circumstances, get outside daily, even if it's just to stand outside your, side your door to get some sunlight. And we all know that we need our vitamin D and the best time to access that vitamin D from the UV rays is around noon, sometime between noon and three o'clock. So try to get your 20 minutes of sunlight every day and also try to eat well and exercise daily. And man, I know that this is hard. All of my friends and I are sharing memes about the weight gain that will invariably result from COVID. I mean, we're all baking cookies and brownies and eating more out of boredom or stress. But I think what to do here, and because we're going to be doing that, and it's okay, but you have to try to manage it by managing your environment. I mean, you're still shopping either in the grocery store or ordering online, so try to keep your environment one that will encourage you to eat well, as opposed to buying a lot of junk that you are now going to have in your house. And also try to exercise every day. It is so easy to do anymore from YouTube or Peloton or all kinds of apps that you can download for free to get your HIIT workouts, um, to get yoga, to even do your strength workouts with body weight exercises. So there is no excuse not to be able to exercise every day. And if you really want to be healthy, try to throw in a little meditation daily, which is also easy to find on apps uh, like Calm app or YouTube videos. Simple five-minute meditations can just help us feel better. Also, make sure to connect with people daily. We can still do this with texts and Skype, FaceTime, and Zoom get-togethers. Don't let the isolation overwhelm you. I mean, personally, for me, there's kind of a silver lining in that because I've been checking in with people, I found that I've gotten a chance to touch base with folks that I've been out of touch with for a while just because I'm checking in with them. And you can really find creative ways to be social. So my dog has a doggy BFF down the street, and my husband and I have walked our dog down to their enclosed yard to let the dogs play while the humans stand far apart from each other, and watch them. And, and we can talk, and this is just a great way to be social without having to be too close to other people. Also, send out positive, inspirational, and funny messages, and listen to positive stories to try to combat the negativity. A friend of mine recently sent me the John Krasansky YouTube, uh, Some Good News, and it just made me feel so much more hopeful about the human race. Such a change from the depressing stories of people who may be taking advantage or profiting from this horrible situation. Try to get back to nature. The weather allows, do lawn work, do gardening. Just try try to go on some trail that may still be open because it doesn't allow for a lot of people like a park. Try to tackle some projects that you don't have the time for, that you haven't had the time for. I mean, I know that for me, My garage and my drawers have never been so clean and organized. 
play some board games with your family. And lots of people are even using Zoom get-togethers to there's a way to kind of virtually play games together. So do this or binge watch things that you've missed. Perhaps do some volunteer work. Most communities have opportunities for those of us who can get out to a store or a pharmacy to pick up things in order to be able to leave those things on the doorsteps for people who are unable to do so. And there is nothing like doing for other people to make us feel good and to put things in perspective. Sometimes remembering that some people have it worse than you brings you back to a place of gratitude. And finally, please get help if you need it. I mean, I'm currently using teletherapy sessions for my clients and most of my colleagues are doing the same thing. So check with your therapist if you have one as most of us are offering this option as a way to stay connected and to get help. And if you don't have a therapist, find one now before you feel worse. I mean, teletherapy is really, much to my surprise, a great way to continue to get the help that you need. And most, if not all, insurance companies are now mandated to cover these sessions per new federal regulations. Some insurance companies are even waiving copays for sessions. So I hope this helps. And to all of you, my prayers for you to stay safe and healthy. We will all get through this as a strong and unified community. Now, if there are general questions you have about dealing with this crisis, I mean, like how to discuss this with your kids, how to handle this with teenagers who may still want to go out, how to handle a difficult marriage when you're stuck home together, and if you would like me to address them, please go on the rating section of my podcast and put them in the comments. And I'll try to do a little coping with COVID update in the near future. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Laurie, and I will see you next podcast. Dr. Laurie Appel is a licensed psychologist in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Her license and practice information is available on her website, laurieappelpsyd.com. All information provided on Dr. Laurie's podcast is solely for educational and informational purposes and is not meant to serve as psychological counseling. If you have personal issues you would like to explore, please contact a licensed mental health professional in your state.